Good evening, this is Caleb Arn with the Walk With God podcast and YouTube channel. I just want to say thank you for joining me tonight. Tonight is the 17th day of February. It's Monday, it's President's Day, so happy President's Day. I hope you have enjoyed your time off. If you had off from work and from school and from uh, from the ministry, if you're in the ministry as well. And uh, tonight we're going to read from the book of Psalms. We're going to read Psalm 36. We're going to read Leviticus uh, chapters 4 and 5, Proverbs chapter 10. We're going to start chapter 10 tonight. And we're also going to read from Mark chapter 2, verses 13 through chapter 3, verse 6. Let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer first. Heavenly Father, please bless this time that we have together to grow in your word and in your truth. Please open our ears and our minds. Lord, please speak to us. Please speak directly to our minds and hearts from your word. Help us to take your message and your principles and purposes that you have for us from your word today and apply them to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to read from Psalm 36. The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flattereth himself in his own eyes until his iniquity be found to be hateful. The words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. He hath led off to be wise and to do good. He deviseth mischief upon his bed. He setteth himself in a way that is not good. He abhorreth not evil. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are a great deep. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. O continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked remove me. There are the workers of iniquity fallen. They are cast down and shall not be able to rise. Here we see the blessings of the Lord to his servants, to his people, to those that follow after him and are saved, and those that worship him. And it shows his mercy. David is talking about uh, the mercy of the Lord, the righteousness of the Lord, the loving kindness of the Lord, and the satisfaction of the fatness of the house, the good things that are in the house of God that are made there and placed there for those that love him. And with these, the foundation of life. With God is the very foundations of life, life everlasting, as well as the good things of the life of this world. Now we're going to turn to uh, the book of Leviticus now. We're going to read chapters 4 and 5. Leviticus 4 and 5. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which are not to be done, and shall do against any of them, if the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin which he hath sinned a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. And he shall bring the bullock unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, and shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head, and kill the bullock before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall take of the bullock's blood, and bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the Lord, before the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord, 
which is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall pour all the blood of the bullock at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of congregation. And he shall take off from it all the fat of the bullock for the sin offering, the fat that covereth the inwards, and all the fat that is upon the inwards, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is upon them, which is by the flanks, and the call above the liver with the kidneys, it shall he take away. As it was taken off from the bullock of the sacrifice of peace offerings, and the priest shall burn them upon the altar of the burnt offering, and the skin of the bullock and all his flesh, with his head and with his legs and his inwards and his dung, even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out, and burn him on the wood with fire. Where the ashes are poured out shall he be burnt. And if the whole congregation of Israel sin through ignorance, and the thing be hid from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which should not be done, and are guilty, when the sin which they have sinned against it is known, then the congregation shall offer a young bullock for the sin, and bring him before the tabernacle of the congregation, and the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands upon the head of the bullock before the Lord, and the bullock shall be killed before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall bring of the bullock's blood to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip his finger in some of the blood, and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord, even before the veil. And he shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar which is before the Lord, that is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall pour out all the blood at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall take all his fat from him, and burn it upon the altar. And he shall do with the bullock as he did with the bullock for a sin offering. So shall he do with this. And the priest shall make an atonement for them, and it shall be forgiven them. And he shall carry forth the bullock without the camp, and burn him as he burned the first bullock. It is a sin offering for the congregation. When a ruler hath sinned, and done somewhat through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord his God concerning things which should not be done, and is guilty, or if his sin wherein he hath sinned come to his knowledge, he shall bring his offering, a kid of the goats, a male without blemish. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the goat, and kill it in the place where they kill, uh, kill the burnt offering before the Lord. It is a sin offering. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and shall pour out his blood at the bottom of the altar of burnt offering, and he shall burn all his fat upon the altar as the fat of the sacrifice of peace offerings, and the priest shall make an atonement for him as concerning his sin, and it shall be forgiven him. And if any one of the common people sin through ignorance, while he doeth somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which ought not to be done, and be guilty, or if his sin which he hath sinned come to his knowledge, then he shall bring his offering, a kid of the goats, a female without blemish, for his sin which he hath sinned. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering, and slay the sin offering in the place of the burnt offering. And the priest shall take of the blood thereof with his finger, and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. And he shall take away all the fat thereof, as the fat is taken away from off the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar for a sweet savor unto the Lord. And the priest shall make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. And if he bring a lamb for a sin offering, he shall bring it a female without blemish. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering, and slay it for a sin offering in the place where they kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. 
and he shall take away all the fat thereof, as the fat of the lamb is taken away from the sacrifice of the peace offering, and the priest shall burn them upon the altar according to the offerings made by fire unto the Lord, and the priest shall make an atonement for his sin that he hath committed, and it shall be forgiven him. Chapter 5. And if a soul sin, and hear the voice of swearing, and is a witness, where, whether he hath seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. Or if a soul touch any unclean thing, whether it be a carcass of an unclean beast, or a carcass of unclean cattle, or the carcass of unclean creeping things, and if it be hidden from him, he also shall be unclean and guilty. Or if he touch the uncleanness of man, whatsoever uncleanness it be, that a man shall be defiled withal, and it be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty. Or if a soul swear, pronouncing with his lips to do evil, or to do good, whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath, and it be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty in one of these. And it shall be, when he shall be guilty in one of these things, that he shall confess that he hath sinned in that thing. And he shall bring his trespass offering before the Lord for his sin which he hath sinned, a female from the flock, a lamb or a kid of the goats, for a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his sin. And if he be not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring for his trespass, which he hath committed, two turtle doves or two young pigeons unto the Lord, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And he shall bring them unto the priest, who shall offer that which is for the sin offering first, and wring off his head from his neck, but shall not divide it asunder. And he shall bring sprinkle of the blood of the sin offering upon the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be wrung out at the bottom of the altar. It is a sin offering. And he shall offer the second for a burnt offering, according to the manner. And the priest shall make an atonement for him for his sin, which he hath sinned, and it shall be forgiven him. But if he be not able to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he that sinned shall bring for his offering the tenth part of an ephah of fine flour for a sin offering. He shall put no oil upon it, neither shall he put any frankincense thereon, for it is a sin offering. Then shall he bring it to the priest, and the priest shall take his handful of it, even a memorial thereof, and burn it on the altar, according to the offerings made by fire unto the Lord. It is a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him, as touching his sin, that he hath sinned in one of these, and it shall be forgiven him, and the remnant shall be the priest's, as a meat offering. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, If a soul commit a trespass, and sin through ignorance in the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring for his trespass unto the Lord a ram without blemish out of the flocks, with thy estimation by shekels of silver, after the shekel of the sanctuary, for a trespass offering. And he shall make amends for the harm that he hath done in the holy thing, and shall add the fifth part thereto, and give it unto the priest. And the priest shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering, and it shall be forgiven him. And if a soul sin, and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Lord, though he wist it not, yet he, is he guilty, and shall bear his iniquity. And he shall bring a ram without blemish out of the flock, with thy estimation, for a trespass offering unto the priest. And the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his ignorance, wherein he erred, and wist it not, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a trespass offering. He hath certainly trespassed against the Lord. Here we see the ordinances of sin offerings and uh, <clears throat> the different types of sin offerings. And so those of a ruler and those of a priest were um, expected more and responsible for 
a greater level of service to the Lord and a greater greater level of awareness of their sin unto the Lord. And so when they sinned, more was required of them. And so they were to offer a bullock. And so a large bull or, or a young bull would be offered and the fat would be offered upon the burnt offering, but the rest of the bull would be taken out and burnt in a clean place. And then we see for those that are that were uh, more that either were either were in charge of less, those that were the common people, those that couldn't afford a bullock, they were only expected to offer either a turf, uh, either a goat, a kid of the goats, or a young lamb. And they would offer that as their sin offering. If they couldn't even afford that, they could then offer two turtle doves or two young pigeons. And that, that would be part of their sin offering and a burnt offering unto the Lord. If they could not still yet afford that, they would bring a uh, serving or a dish of fine flour with no seasonings thereon or anything like that, but just a dish of fine flour. And the priest would burn part of that upon the altar and then the rest would be the priests. So here we see the divisions and also the providence that the Lord would provide a way for each of these people to uh, make a, a correction of their path. And so we see that there's a difference now. And some, in some ways, this is really good because we don't have to go through all of these. But at the same time, we don't see the direct consequence of our sin sometimes. And these people, they had to, sometimes they had to come up and they had to place their hand on the head of the sacrifice they were about to sacrifice unto the Lord as if the the shed blood of this animal was covering their sins. And so the direct consequence of their sin would result in the death of this animal to take their place for their sin and for their payment for it. And this was not this was not the actual like payment for that sin and for that sacrifice, but all of this was pointing toward the Lord Jesus Christ offering his shed blood for the sins of all upon the cross later. But they, um, they saw a direct death, a direct consequence for their sin by this. And so it would probably work more on their hearts of, I have to directly pay something for this cost of this sin. It's coming out of my fold, out of my flocks, out of my bank. And even those that were not aware of their sin, when they found out about it, they still had to take something uh, like a, a ram without blemish for their trespass offering unto the Lord. Now we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, we're going to read the first two verses of chapter 10. And it says... The Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. The Proverbs of Solomon. So a wise son, men, fathers will be pleased with their sons if they are wise, but a foolish son, those that do wickedly, those that do foolishly, those that make bad decisions will grieve their parents. Treasures of wickedness will, in the end, profit nothing. All of them will go away. Nothing good will come of them, and you can't take it, any of it with you when you die. But the Lord 
and righteousness to deliver, deliver from death. The righteousness of trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ gives us eternal life, our salvation. Now, we're going to turn to the book of Mark. Book of Mark, we're going to read from chapter 2, verses 13 through chapter 3, verse 6. And it says, And he went forth again by the seaside, and all the multitude resorted unto him, and he taught them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of custom, and said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? Then Jesus heard it, and he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And the disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast. And they come and say unto him, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. No man also soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that is filled it up taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred. But new wine must be put into new bottles. And it came to pass that uh, he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, Have ye never read what David did when he had need and was hungered, he and they that were with him? How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest, and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests, and gave also to them which were with him? And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Chapter 3. And he entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. And he saith unto the man which had the withered hand, Stand forth. And he saith unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days, or to do evil, to save life, or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he saith unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. And the Pharisees went forth, and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. Here we have the Lord Jesus Christ going to this, uh, the side of a, a lake, and the side of a, uh, the seaside, the Sea of Galilee, and all the multitudes, a whole bunch of people were gathering in front of him. And around him, and so he uh, began to teach them and declare unto them, "Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand." And uh, he preached the gospel, the gospel of the Messiah that was come unto them. And he also he found Matthew or Levi sitting at the receipt of custom, uh, so doing his job, being a tax collector, and 
collecting customs or collecting taxes from the people as they passed by. And he says, follow me. And so Matthew got up and he followed him. This was a, a traditional call of a rabbi to disciples to come and follow him and to learn from him and to be trained by him and to grow with him and under him and under his tutelage and then under his authority. And then also, it, as it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in his house, whose house? Levi, it was over Matthew's house. And so they were sitting at Matthew's house. And so uh, many publicans and sinners also sat together with them. And the scribes and Pharisees are criticizing this, that Jesus is, is eating with publicans and with sinners. And he says, they that are whole have no need of a physician, but they that are sick. And so here he's criticizing their criticism. He's declaring unto them the truth that all men are sinners, including the scribes and Pharisees. All men, those, they that are sick, have need of, of a physician. Those that are sinners have need of a Savior to save them from their sin. I came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. And so, because all men are sinners, Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means that all are sinners and that because he's called to, he came to call the sinners to repentance, he's come to call all men to repentance, which includes those publicans and sinners that he was eating with. And then they criticized him for his disciples not fasting. And he's once again, revealing the truth about this criticism that it's, it's unfounded because he's saying later they will fast. When I'm gone from this earth, they will fast and they will pray and seek my face and seek help. But for now, they're with me. They're celebrating. It's not right for them to fast when they're celebrating. It's just as it's not right for people that are celebrating with a bridegroom to fast on the day of the wedding. We also, he also talks to them about the new cloth on old garments and new um, wine and old wineskins and how it doesn't make sense to put a new patch on an old garment because when the patch shrinks after drying and being washed and then drying, it's going to make the, the tear in the garment even worse. It's not right to put new wine into old bottles or old wineskins because the new wine will mix with the old wine. It'll start fermenting and bacteria will grow in there, and yeast will grow in there, and then it'll begin to expand, and it'll burst the old wineskins that were already slightly expanded. So you put new wine into new bottles, into new wineskins. Then they criticize him and his disciples for doing what was actually lawful, which was uh, in the Levitical law, you were allowed to walk into any field of any person and just pick what you wanted to eat from that field or that orchard or that vineyard. And so as long as you're not carrying a bushel or containers from that field, you were not considered stealing. If you were just eating that which you could hold in your hands to eat for your body, that was not stealing. That was lawful, even on the Sabbath day. But here they're saying uh, that this was not lawful, which was untrue and not scriptural. But then Jesus reveals and compares actual history and actual facts and tells them about, did you not hear how David, he went into the temple and he went into the house of God. It wasn't the temple because the temple actually wasn't built yet. He went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar, the priest, 
and did eat the showbread, which was supposed to be the priest, which was supposed supposed to be set before the Lord and ordered before the Lord each week. It, it wasn't lawful for them to eat, but they eat, ate it anyway because it was made, um, it was allowed for them to provide for the nutrition and nourishment that they needed and for the people that were with him that needed it. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was a day of rest that God made and set and established for man to rest and not man for the Sabbath. So it's not a day of service. It's a day of rest. It's not a day of obeying the law. It's a day of obeying God in resting. He entered into the synagogue, and this is the highest point here where Jesus compares to the scribes and Pharisees, Jesus heals this man that had a withered hand and he rebukes the scribes and Pharisees through his teaching. Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days? And obviously the answer is yes. And so he did and he healed him. And instead of the Pharisees and the scribes deciding, oh yes, he's right. He's right. He's correct in the law. He's correct in, in the Messiah. He, and he is the Messiah that we've been looking for. Instead, they just go out. And since he was challenging their power, their authority, their teachings, and their pride, they take counsel how they can destroy him with the rest of those that are in power. Friend, let's, let's decide that we're not going to rebel against God. We're not going to try to reject God. We're not going to try to control him and take power from him to have authority in this life, but let's submit to God and surrender to his leading and trust in him. Thank you for joining me today for the uh, February 17th Walk with God podcast. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Definitely has been uh, for me. And if you have any questions, praise, prayer requests, um, please let me know either in the comments below or uh, you can email me at wwgcaleb at gmail.com. That's wwgcaleb at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to look for those. Thanks once again for joining me. I'll see you tomorrow for the next Walk With God podcast.